feed. This is Matt Brother Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. With your daily devotion for June the hey 10th. Today we're in the grass because I'm, I'm I'm all freaked out yesterday about all that snake talk. Guys, while I was doing that devotion yesterday, talking about anger, okay, and the snakes, here's the thing. I'm surrounded by shrubs and bushes and rocks where uh, scorpions and snakes could be hiding out. I was just like, uh, that ain't happening. I'm getting in the grass today. But listen, this morning in my daily devotion, here's the thing. I opened the Bible and I happened to be in the book of Job. I go to chapter 20 and I start in verse 12 and guess what it's talking about again? You won't believe it. Snakes. Okay? You're like, what? no way, Matt. Yes, okay? So here's the thing. Yesterday we were talking, and guys, if you haven't listened to yesterday's devotion, okay, on the 9th of June, you need to listen to that first. But watch this. We were talking about a person who did not belong to God. They hadn't surrendered all of their life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ yet. And a lot of people have done that, meaning they've held back, so really they're not saved, okay? And a result of not being saved is this, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, wrath, strife, all these different things that the Bible, not Matt, but the Bible says will be the fruit of unrighteousness, the fruit of the flesh, the fruit of wickedness, okay? And I was talking about it, meaning a person was so mad they were they got bit by a snake and instead of trying to clean the wound out, they were chasing the snake down. I'm gonna get vengeance on the snake. Well, that never works, guys, okay? Snakes are fast. Guys, today's text is talking about the fruit of unrighteousness, the results of not giving your life fully over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And what ends up happening to that person who ignores his word, his spirit, people, preachers, all the things that God has thrown their way, God's mercy, his kindness, his grace, they just ignored it all and said, I'm going to do it my way, okay? Self-sufficiency, okay? I'm moving about in this life. I'm the God of my own life. I'm my own commander-in-chief, okay? And here's the thing, that never works, okay? But God's going to describe what that person looks like and what the end result is. And again, it has to do with snakes. Starts in verse verse 12, okay? And again, talking about snakes. I hate snakes. I hate snakes, man. Good good grief. I hate snakes. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I hate snakes. Okay? Though evil is sweet in his mouth, and he hides it under his tongue, though he cannot bear to let it go and keeps it in his mouth, yet his food will turn sour in his stomach. It will become venom of serpents within him. Verse 15. Oh my goodness. He will spit out the riches he has swallowed. God will make his stomach to vomit them up. He will suck the poison of serpents. The fangs of the Adler will kill him. 17 says this, he's not going to enjoy the streams of rivers flowing with milk and honey, meaning he's not going to enjoy the spoils of God's blessings upon him. He's going to vomit those things up. Whatever he's gained, he's going to lose. What he toiled, he must give back uneaten. He will not enjoy the profit of his trading, okay? For he has oppressed the poor and left them destitute. These, these are the attributes of a person that's lost, guys, okay? These are the behaviors of a person that doesn't know Christ, okay? For he has oppressed the poor, left them destitute. He has seized their homes. He did not Verse build. Verse 20 says, surely he will have no respite from his cravings. And here's the thing. That's in the King James and the NIV. And you're like, well, what does that mean? He's not going to have any rest. He's not going to have any peace. He's not going to have any comfort. That's what that word is, is overcompassing, okay? It's, it's you're, you're always at odds, okay? You can't, you can't make it work. As hard as you're trying, you just can't make it work. You're, you're lacking something. And again, what is this person lacking? God. 
a relationship with God, okay? Verse 21, nothing is left for him to devour. His prosperity will not endure. In the midst of his plenty, distress will overtake him. The full force of misery will come upon him. When he has filled his belly, God will vent his anger against him and rain down his blows upon him. Though he flees from the iron weapon, a bronze tip arrow pierces him. He pulls it out of his back, the gleaming point out of his liver. Terrors will come over him. Total darkness lies in wait for him and his treasures. A fire unfanned will consume him and devour what is left of his tent. The heavens will expose his guilt. The earth will rise up against him. A flood will carry off his house and his belongings. Rushing waters on the day of the Lord's wrath. Such is the fate. Watch this last verse, well, guys. Who is this guy, Matt? Because I don't want to have anything to do with him. I don't want to know him. I don't want to practice his lawlessness. I don't want to have anything to do with him, his belief system, or his actions, decisions, and choices. I want to avoid this guy like the plague, okay? Who is he? He's lost. Verse 29, such is the fate. God allots the wicked, the heritage appointed to them by God. This is their heritage, okay? And, and when we read this, we're like, oh, you got to be kidding. But I think it's so amazing that God is using the same terms that we were using yesterday. And I hadn't even turned to this text, meaning the poison of unforgiveness, the poison of deceit and deception, the poison the of bitterness, the poison of wrath and vengeance and anger. All this is stirred up inside. Why is it inside? Why is it coming Why? Is it on the inside? Friends, here's the thing, because that which you are is always going to come out from you, okay? This text is telling you what the wicked is. And, and a person says, well, Matt, I'm not saved yet, yet, but I'm not wicked. You have the ability because of your wicked heart to do all of these things and even more. Right. Jeremiah says the heart is despicably wicked. Who can know it? Man can't know it. That's why we're never to judge. But God knows it, okay? And, and man is always acting, okay? That's why God's like, what are you doing? I mean, he's probably looking from heaven and saying, why are you acting like a Christian? Why not just surrender your life and become a Christian and lay down your life before me and allow me to help you and guide you and bless you and shelter you and sustain you and do all the things that I do best as God, okay? But you want to act through your acts. Well, you get that? You want to act through your acts, pretending to be something, meaning you're doing all these things on the outside, but God is always looking inwardly to the heart because out of the heart flows the issues of life or flows the issues of death, okay? This is talking about blood, poison going through your veins. What is that poison? That poison is not having Christ as Lord, Savior, Master, owner of your life. What is the end result, okay? This what I just read. Oh, friends, watch this. The lost person, the person that doesn't have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, they can only act and pretend for so long because watch this, okay? And they do a good job and they're trying to maintain, okay? But that which is on the inside is always just going to come bubbling forth, okay? And they can't control when it comes forth and how and how it comes forth. And oftentimes what it's coming forth is it's bitterness, unforgiveness, rage, and anger. That's how it spills out. That's what God's Word says. And friends, you're like, well, Matt, where are you where were you going with this? Watch this very carefully. Let me tell you about the Holy Spirit, okay? When a person gets saved, God's going to work inside you. You're responding now to what Jesus did. So the Holy Spirit does His work. You're responding to what Jesus did, okay, in life and on the cross and resurrecting. You accept that pardon. You accept the free gift of God. So that's the Holy Spirit's job. Another thing that He does is He comforts. He comes alongside and He gives peace. Whose peace? Jesus' peace. He's applying that to your life every day. What else does He do? He gives counsel. He's speaking to you, okay? He's, it's wonderful because here's the thing. It's not your knowledge, your understanding 
bringing your wisdom. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God. It's heavenly wisdom, okay? And so he's directing your day, counseling you. Another thing he does is he safeguards you, okay? I can't tell you how many times he's spoken a word. We don't want to go here. I mean, in uncertain terms, you're in danger. Don't go. Or he stops me from going, okay? And alongside this is you have the Holy Spirit within providence and sovereignty, safeguarding that person who has given their life to who? To God. Through who? Through Christ, by way of the Holy Spirit, okay? And I know that's a lot to think about, and it will never make sense to the person who's lost. What I'm talking about, you can just listen to this a thousand times because you don't have spiritual discernment, which comes from where? From the Holy Spirit. But one of the greatest things that the Holy Spirit does is this. He restrains evil. And you're like, oh, I don't understand. Here's the thing. Man, because they live in this flesh and they have a sin nature, is very dangerous to other people and to themselves, okay? Even the Christian, God is restraining their flesh. The lost person, God is restraining their flesh, their activities. How much damage they can do in this life, okay? Lashing out, okay? It's almost like a safety net for people, okay? That's what the Holy Spirit's doing. The Christian thinks, well, I'm a Christian. I wouldn't do those things. You're still living in flesh, okay? And this mouth is still sometimes directed by who? Not by God, but by you, okay? And we've all said things as Christians and made a mistake. No, as a fact, I can be in right relationship one minute and be using this mouth the next minute in a destructive manner. And you would have thought, here's the thing, I didn't know anything about God or the things of God or had a relationship with Jesus Christ, okay? All God, watch this very carefully, all God has to do is take one step back from any of you prideful Christians okay? And haughty Christian thinking you're it, okay? And you will falter. You will speak words that are so vile and disgusting it's not even funny. Why is that? Why is that? Because God takes a step back to show you who you truly are on the inside without Him. Without God, you're nothing, okay? You are a dangerous object of wrath and destruction, okay? You're vile. In, in Romans chapter 3, God says this, there's none righteous. Now, He's talking to everybody, okay? There's none. So there's none righteous. No, not one. There's none that understand God. There's none. Zero. Zilch. That seek God. All have gone out of the way. They've gone their own direction. They're doing their own thing. Okay? Their mouth, their mouth, ladies, their mouth, men, is an open sepulcher. You're like, what's a sepulcher? Isn't that like a grave? Isn't that like a casket? That's what your mouth is. It's filthy. Okay? Bitterness. Death. And it talks about Guess what it talks about again? Snake. It says the poison of apps is in your mouth, in your lips. That's how you're using it. And you're like, ah. So the Holy Spirit, the restrainer, is restrained. Where are you going, Matt? Again, in the end days, one of the judgments is the restrainer is withdrawn. And you're like, well, I don't understand. God's Spirit tapers off. I had an hourglass, several hourglasses. I love those things with the sand in them. You know what I'm saying? You flip it upside down. I had this huge one. It had blue sand. And it was the neatest thing. Sometimes you had to jar it because it would get stuck, okay? But listen, the sand would go through this. You know, it's like this, okay? And it would go through it. And at the end of the hour, it was right at an hour. It was amazing how that worked. The same way that the sand was coming from here down to here very slowly. That is what the Holy Spirit is doing in these end days. When you watch TV, what are you seeing? Oh my goodness, you're seeing murder, you're seeing rape, you're seeing home invasions, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing uh, workplace violence, you're seeing all these crazy things. I mean, things that you would never, you're hearing it if you're in an apartment complex. Man, I don't have to tell you anything. You're hearing the gunshots, you're hearing all this stuff that's going on, all the domestic violence, everything. What is that? That is a person, watch this very carefully, 
who doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, who has been managing, watch this, just managing life, trying to make the best of it in their flesh, in their self-strength, okay? But now the restrainer is being withdrawn and it's revealing what that person is on the inside where God's Spirit was holding back your capacity for evil. And, and a lot of times we don't want to look in the mirror. We don't want to acknowledge what we're capable of, how evil we are. The imaginations that go through our head when someone has done us wrong, the hate, the anger, the, all that is all bottled up inside, okay? It's like a Coke, a two liter. You got pizza and here's the thing. While you're driving in your SUV home, you hear all the groceries slamming in the back of your car. Every time you stop, they're going back and forth and that bottle, that two liter, it's just been shaking up like crazy. And what, you don't want to open it. Why? Because you know what's going to happen. Boom! Okay? It's going to go everywhere, okay? So what do you do? You have to unscrew it real slow. You, you hear the noise, okay? You know because it's blown up on you before, but that's what happens with these lost people now. That God's Spirit is being withdrawn as the restrainer is being withdrawn. That which they are is being revealed. They're getting angrier and angrier and angrier, okay? They're verbalizing what is on the inside. They are hating people. I mean, here's the thing. What's in them? What does the book of Job tell us that's in them? There's poison in them. What is it? It's sin. It's never been dealt with. Who had to deal with it? Jesus dealt with it once and for all on the cross. We have to sell out to him. We have to take his righteousness and he applies that to our lives and we give him our sin. But we're going it alone. We're ignoring the cross. We're ignoring Jesus. We're ignoring the Holy Spirit. We're ignoring God. We're ignoring his word. We're ignoring the preachers. We're ignoring those godly grandmothers and mothers and those friends who belong to God. We're saying we can do it our yes, way. We can do it our way. It's, it's worked out so far. It's not going to work out much longer for okay? You're not going to have very many friends. Your spouse will leave you because here's the thing, you will get meaner and angrier and you will verbalize those things up until the point that you push away everybody in your life because you are a cancer. You are a sickness, okay? You are death walking. That's what you are. That's what the Bible says you are. That's not mad. God is referring to you as having poison in your veins, but he has the remedy. It's his son. It's his blood applied to your situation and you believing in the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and getting a new heart. The old has passed away. You're walking in victory. You're walking a new direction, but you're still holding on to these things that have happened to you. You're vengeful in spirit. I, here's the thing. The people listening to me, you know who I'm talking to. So let me just share this with you. It is only going to get worse for you. And you're like, why? Because God's word will not return void. That which goes out is going to accomplish what it is set out to accomplish. And you're like, uh, Matt, go help me out here. Meaning this, when I hear the word of God, I'm guilty before God. If I'm, if I'm in opposition to what I just heard, and I know it's the Word of God, what I need to do is I need to change. I need to repent. When I hear, so I love hearing the Word of God. I love hearing warnings, and I realize the chastenings of God are a pleasure to me. Why? I don't want them, but here's the thing. I know they're going to help me to stay on the narrow road, okay? And it's helping me not to be me. Do <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But watch this. His word is you're hearing the word of God and ignoring it. You're that much more accountable. So much so that God says, draw nigh to me while you can. Okay. Seek me and while you can still find me. Because here's the thing. He is sending his Holy Spirit into your life and trying to convict you of your sins. Getting you to turn from your wicked ways and turn to God and ask for forgiveness and repent of the lifestyle that you've been living and to sell out to God once and for all. But you're ignoring it. And so one day the Holy Spirit's not going to come back to you. And what's going to happen? God has finally taken a step back. Like in Romans chapter 1 the Apostle Paul says this. That God takes a step back. He takes another one and he takes another one. Okay? He gave them over. He gave them over. And then it finally says he gave 
gave them up. Okay, they basically self-imploded the evil that was inside of them. It just went amok. It went wild. This flesh, oh, there was no restraint on the flesh. What happened? Why would you choose a life of darkness, death, and sin rather than choosing light, life, and abundance? That's what I'm talking to you about. So many people out there that think they beat the odds with God. That, you know what? God's word can't be true because look at me. You know, look at my life. Here's the thing. You didn't beat God. He's been merciful. He's been long-suffering. He's been showing you so much grace and mercy and love, and He has been wanting you. He's not against He wants to extend that towards you, and He sent His only begotten Son, which He sent Himself to die on the cross, so you could live a victorious life, so you wouldn't have to be bitter on the inside, and angry, and hateful, and live in darkness. God's done everything so you could live an abundant life, and enjoy the life that you have right now, as He adds unto it. Guys, what do you think about this park I'm talking in? Is this not totally awesome? Awesome. Hey, right behind my wife, right behind the camera is a tree. And at that tree, there's a grave marker. And you're like, why? Because see this gigantic park? It takes money, okay? And so what they've done is throughout this park, people have dedicated, okay, certain trees and certain shrubs all over the place, benches. Okay, they've donated money so they could have a, a remembrance plaque of their loved ones, okay? Right behind my wife is a plaque for a husband and so wife. So guys, here's the memorial plaque I was talking about. You waited so long together at last. And here's the thing, there's two dates there on both the husband and the wife. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it says 11-29-1922 to 7-19-1997. Uh, for Rolf, he was 3-26-1921 to 1-18-1945 from your loving sister and family. Listen very carefully. There's two dates that God appoints to everybody. The day you were born, you had nothing to do with it. And the day that you die, God knows that date already. But what's between those dates, oftentimes when I go do a funeral or I find a plaque like that in here in a park, is uh, from this date to this date or from this date dash this date. Friends, what I'm telling you is right now is where you are is between those two dates. You're in the dash. God wants you to live this life. He wants you to enjoy this life. I mean, He wants you to fellowship with Him and have a relationship with Him. He wants to bless you with himself. He's God and he's willing to give you himself in the form of his presence daily, his counsel, his comfort. He gave you his son. He's given you his spirit and all he's asking you to do is turn from your wicked ways, choose light, choose Jesus, ask forgiveness, walk in victory and dedicate every day to his glory and do the best you can in Christ through the spirit to live a godly life. That's all he's asking you to do, to live the dash. See, here's the thing. Many of you think you're living. You're you're not living. You're walking corpses. Okay, you're dead men walking. It's almost like you're in a jail cell. Oh yeah, the, the, the jail cell is open, but you're staying in there by choice, okay? You, you're on death row, but you can walk right out the door if you take the pardon, but you're not taking the pardon. You're, you're content staying in darkness, staying with those prisoners of darkness, staying with sin and the life that you've been living so far, okay? But he's given, he's opened the jail cells. He's come to set you free but you're not taking them up on the offer. You're not living the dash like the Christian who is abundant in joy and peace and living this life to the abundance of what God has for you. There is a perfect will that God has for you. And here's the thing. 
If we will choose God in His ways, friends, you would not believe. You would not believe the difference that your life will take. Friends, what you need to do is just rest, relax, trust God with your life. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith, okay? Realize He's done everything for you. All you have to do is accept all that He's done he for you. He wants you to rest, enjoy this life, surrender to Him. Check out Ernie, guys. Ernie's come back to visit me. Cool dog, man. Ernie. I love, I, I love Ernie the dog. Guys, you need to be like Ernie the dog, okay? Listen, Ernie's always happy. His master's throwing him the frisbee. He's resting. Hey, does Ernie ever go without food? Yeah. Now, hey, here, here's the thing. I'm talking to the owner of Ernie. Guess what? Ernie's owner feeds him. And I bet he feeds him really good, okay? Ernie looks like he's been washed. He's taken care of, okay? Ernie's not missing anything in this life. He's enjoying the abundance of this life. Check out Ernie again. Here it goes, Ernie. Oh, Ernie! <laughs> Guys, we need to be like Ernie and rest. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need to rest in what all of God has given us. Okay, he wants to take care of us. And no, you're not a dog, but here's the thing. Ernie isn't suffering, and you're not suffering if you're in Christ. Hey, this is Matt from The Man Cave.